Okay, episode six. Episode six. We're here in this little hut. Uh, it's like a eco hut, I think is what it's called. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a. I think I think I see Tesla panels over there that are powering this thing. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of Teslas right behind us. <laughs> uh, so episode six, Kirby Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that was a a great listen. Um, what can you tell us about Kirby, man? Yeah, so Kirby, uh, Kirby's actually someone I met when I was interning. I interned at Church on the Move for a while um, when I moved down from Wisconsin and. He was someone that they brought in consulting and he consulted for businesses and he spoke at conferences and I knew his uh, daughter and sons really well and Jesse, Jared, all of them. And he basically just, his thing is efficiency and time management and priorities. And I just, I love the things that he has to say about time management. Oh, absolutely. You can sense the experience that he has and it just, 100% 100% emanates from from him. It was an incredibly interesting um, interview that you get that you did. Well, I think what's interesting is his thing isn't get more done. It's how do we get things done faster so that faster, more efficiently, so that we can then make time for the things that really matter in your life. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that he said that I really liked is it's not how much you do; it's what you choose to do. Uh, yeah. A, so yeah, definitely. Exactly. Prioritizing, man. It it really it really hit me this one, you know. You need your time for Call of Duty. What are you gonna say? <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> and get that edit cranked out. I'm sorry, Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Call of Duty. Get it right. <laughs> Sweet. Well, let's jump into it. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Kirby. It's my pleasure, Brandon. Thank you so much. That's uh, So this is kind of something a little bit new uh, for everyone listening. This is uh, Kirby is uh, someone that I've just heard incredible things about. I've worked with you. I've worked uh, at the same church as you for a little while. Uh, and just the respect for you is great. Like just your family, everything, um, your time management, like everything is just... I don't think there's a bad word that could be said about you. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but so I just wanted to bring you on the podcast. And I think as self-employed people, uh, I know me, myself, especially time management is just it, incredibly important. Uh, and I'd say you're somewhat of an expert in that field, I would say. Um, and if you just want to maybe talk briefly about kind of your background and maybe where you've come from and why time management and all that is something that stuck out and is important to you. I would, yeah. Whether I'm an expert or not, I can say that I've just been on this journey for about 40 years. And uh, and it wasn't that I ever set out uh, to just say, man, I'd love to give talks on time management or to help or coach people on that. I started just like everybody else. It was out of a need for survival. Um, it really happened when I was just uh, a young executive pastor um, many moons ago. And I just had two of my five kids at that time. So I was married, started having a young family, church was booming, and uh, life was good. It was just, there was so much good stuff going on. And I was just, just overwhelmed though, with how do I keep up my career? How do I make sure that my marriage stays strong? How am I gonna be a good dad uh, to this growing family right now? And so everything at that point in time just uh, started focusing on how can I do more in this short amount of time that I have. That's not the approach that I encourage people today, but that's mostly what (laughs) most people think of time management. How can I do it faster? How can I get more in? And that's not really the point. 
The point is not some is not how much. It's about what you do. That yeah. really matters. And that's kind of where I've come to now after spending 35 years in, you know, as a pastor in churches. Uh, I've been married to my wife for 40 years right now. I've got five kids and six grandkids. And, you know, I'm at a different stage in my life, but this stuff is even more important to me today because I realize I've got less time yeah. than what I did when I started off on yeah. this. And I've got the same hours every day just like everybody else does. But what's really important? And when, how am I going to evaluate this day, this week, the rest of my life? I got to make sure that I'm doing things intentionally. So yeah. that's how, how it started. It just started with uh, a lot of bumps along the way. And man, <laughs> I suck at this and I'm not getting this right. And, yeah. and oh my gosh, you know, I'm dropping the ball here. And so Every, every success that I can help others with right now is built on a lot of failures, personal <laughs> failures. So I don't know if I'm an expert. I just stuck it out. I guess yeah. I'm just a survivor. So <laughs> I love that. Um, so as, just kind of diving into it, um, what were some of the first things that you just started doing for time management? Like, uh, what were, what's like, if you could say one thing to uh, all self-employed people, um, or, you know, even people just that have crazy schedules um, and can't fit enough in, what would you say? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think the first thing on a real practical level is I tell people to get a watch and to get, so, get a calendar, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. that may seem master of the obvious, but it's amazing when I talk to people. They're, they're saying, yeah, I'm just I'm not getting stuff done and things like that. Well, dude, are you keeping track of it? Do you have anything right now? Yeah. You got to have a basic calendar. <laughs> and I'm old school, man. Wear a watch. I know you got your phone and stuff like that. And, yeah. And I, I joke with people about it. It just makes you more time conscious. You just got to create an awareness. And I think that's the first thing. Yeah. It's not about the tools. It's not about the apps. Uh, I love all that stuff. I can geek out on that stuff, and I can talk about that stuff all day long. That's not what it's about. Yeah, it's really about creating an awareness and and an intentionality. And so I think that's the first thing of learning to keep track because you really don't know where your time is being spent until you have some kind of a log, a record of some kind. Yeah, it's the same thing with money. People can complain, man, I just don't have enough money. Well, where are you spending it? Well, I don't know. It's just gone. Well, man, you gotta you gotta keep track. Yeah, like budgets. It's just like, exactly. You yeah. gotta you gotta have a way of uh, you know what what gets monitored gets managed. Yeah. So you gotta monitor. Where is my time going? What am I spending it on? And until you take just a little bit of time, a week or two, you know, and keep track you really won't have any idea. And that's the first thing that you've got to do if you're going to try and get better or get to some place. You've got to get perspective. i got to know where I am right now. Good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Probably heavy on ugly, but at least let's get some truth in the room right now. Yeah. What is it that I'm spending my time on? How much time am I spending on that? Is that really going to move me forward to where I want to go? If not, then what do we need to do? Yeah. Well, like, so I, I, I hope I'm not the only one, but like, I definitely like one of my biggest things, time management wise. Like, I feel like I get a lot done, and like, people are always like, "Oh, how are you so busy? How do you get so much stuff done all the time?" And but it's like, I also see like the three hours I'll spend on YouTube and Facebook in the morning 
yeah. when I really I was supposed to go edit something or put together treatment or a proposal. Um, how would you combat that kind of stuff? Well, I think you have to know your own tendencies on that. We all have those things. I think picking up your phone first thing in the morning is a real trap. I've often encouraged people to have a one or two hour media fast uh, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. Because it sucks you in, man. And I, I teach on this stuff, and I can get sucked in, too. You pick yeah. it up, you know, to turn off the alarm, and you see a notification there, and just one click, and next thing you know, you're, you know, 45 minutes into it. It's like, how did, how did it even get here? Yeah. So I think you've got to know that. Set up some barriers uh, to prevent um, getting to that place. But you really have to, I think one of the, the um, I'm, I'm huge on routines. I just feel like if you're going to get anywhere you got to break it down into little things that you can do daily, weekly. And part of that is I'm, I'm real big on creating a master weekly calendar. And so the essence of that is learning how to block time. So if you have certain things that have to be done in a week's period of time, may yeah. not be every day or whatever, but think in terms of blocking like activities together. And if you will stay on target with that, it's, it's, you know, once you get going and you get in the zone and you're focusing on a particular activity, stay there. Multitasking is a myth. It just is. You're going to get diluted. You just can't. So stay focused. I think it's, I think it's great to be able to establish blocks of time. Sometimes that's the same thing every day. Uh, other times it might be blocking days. You know, you might just have a day for editing. You might have a day for shooting. Uh, you might have a day for storyboarding and planning and interviews and that kind of thing. You try and piecemeal that out. Um, maybe you have to sometimes. Yeah. But the more you can group like activities together and get into a rhythm, get into the zone, um, that's just like good gas mileage. You know, you're going to get a lot better gas mileage getting out here on the on the expressway. Yeah, going the same speed. And, and just going the same speed and getting up there instead of just going through town, stopping and starting, stopping and starting. And that's the same thing with, with time also. Yeah. So one thing I would ask is, with especially with, like, production and being self-employed, you always get these curveballs that are thrown at you. Uh, what do you say? Like, because, like, if you have your routine and then that curveball gets thrown at you, how do you handle that in your routine? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Until we get to be omniscient <laughs> and all-powerful where we're controlling all of our circumstances and people in our lives and knowing everything that's coming, we're always going to have those things. So the most important thing is there's a lot of stuff that we can't control. So that just underscores control what you can. Yeah. Do what you can. And uh, the other thing is, as the older I get, I try and create more margin. Uh, it just, you just can't have enough reserves. You can't have enough margin. Yeah. And so, you know, when I first started in time management and I started carrying old school, it was a day timer back then. It was paper and pen. Yeah. You know, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have the technology and that kind of stuff. So I was writing it down. I just got, I just went nuts, man. I started blocking out, I, writing down and, and scheduling everything in my day. Well, that's stupid, and that didn't work very, very long. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, good intentions, but then realizing the world isn't cooperating with my plan. So I, I, somewhere along the line, I picked up this little principle that you should have at least 20% of your time, especially like in the workday, unscheduled. 
you're going to need at least that much. And if you don't have those unexpecteds, bonus. You just got some yeah, you time. Yeah, just had you, extra relaxed time. Or, yeah. Yeah. And you can do something else with it at, at the moment. But it does allow you a little bit. That can work for a lot of things. If you're scheduled for an appointment across town and, you know, Waze tells you it's going to be 20 minutes, uh, give yourself 30. Yeah. You just constantly are building in budgets. The, the thing where I see people really getting stressed out and just messing up is they're just pushing it too hard. And that's part of youth, man. I was the chief of sinners, you know, and that just, oh, I got this. I know what it's supposed to be, but you can't plan, you know, for somebody out here driving super slow and you can't get around them. And, and it's the same thing. And that's where we get the attitude. At the end of the day, we're more frustrated than anything. And we're starting to get chippy with people and we're upset and we feel like a victim. Yeah. And that's what, I don't want to feel like a victim. You got to take control of what you can, build some margin and just... Uh, just plan on that stuff happening. Yeah. That's Is that helpful at all? Yeah, totally. And okay. that's I totally echo that. Like, I mean, even like thinking about like today, it was very much like, yeah, even though I was taking four and a half hours out of the day to drive up, it was like I'd planned, I got everything done before like I got up early at like five and finished up everything I needed for the day before I headed down. Yeah. And it was like the whole drive I was just able to kind of hit uh things curveballs that were coming at me. I was like, okay, cool, I'll take care of those right now. Uh, totally. And then now tonight I can have plenty of time to spend uh, with friends, family, and whatever. It's so good. And, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. You were talking about before. Uh, there was something I was thinking about of just planning for, for your day. Part of the thing of staying on track and, and not getting distracted is, um, oh, my gosh, this is, this is huge. I just call it the daily action list. Um, I wrote a blog on this, and it's been talked about for a hundred years because it goes back to uh, Charles Schwab, who was the executive of Bethlehem Steel back in like the 1920s. Did he? Did he write? Uh, or did he? Be, was he interviewed for? Is it Think and Grow Rich? It was. was it? Napoleon okay, Hill was one of his that's the guys. Was, yep. Okay. Yeah. That's so I, I mean, that. he was like a Bill Gates of the day. I mean, yeah. this was the technology. Steel was the huge industry, and it was it was a, this corporation was incredible. He had more millionaires that were working for him. Yeah. But they just realized that they weren't sure that they were managing their time well, and so they hired a guy who was actually a PR guy. His name was Ivy Lee, and. Uh, uh, well-known for public relations, but also a bit of a time management consultant. So he hired him and says, come in and tell me, you know, here's what we're wanting to do. I want to be more effective and making sure that we're doing things right and all that stuff. So he said, okay, so take out a piece of paper. And he says, write down at least a half a dozen things that you need to do, uh, that you need to do today. And uh, he, he, so he wrote those things down. He says, great, those have got to be done today. Yep, need to be. All right, so now number them you know, one through six on uh, what is it that you, that, that got to be done. Yeah. Says, okay. So after that, he says, now I just want you to spend the rest of the day doing that in order. And as soon as you, you, you go to the number one, you stick with that till it gets done. As soon as it's done, you cross it off the list. You go on to number two. That's done. You cross it off. If there's nothing that gets done today, you do the same thing tomorrow. And you look at this and you forward those things and you reprioritize and keep doing that. 
And, you know, Schwab's looking at him like, what, really? This is all this is? This is the profound wisdom? <laughs> I paid you $70,000. Well, he hadn't even paid him anything yet, and Ivy Lee just told him. He just says, look, I can just tell, you know, you're yeah. not quite sure about this thing, so live with this for a couple of weeks, teach it to your managers, and then uh, at the end of that time, just uh, send me a check for whatever you think it's, uh, <laughs> well, that it it's worth. That's worth. Yeah. yeah, and uh, after a couple of weeks, he got a check for $25,000. <laughs> which is in today's money is worth anywhere from like 350 to a million dollars depending yeah. on how you calculate it. Wow. So that is the one thing if I can help people understand that. It's not so much just making lists. You need to prioritize it and then as you take action stick with that. So it's a great exercise in the morning, you know, when you're going through this or the night before and you're planning out your day. Yeah. Kind of do to step outside of your body, uh, your, of yourself, and almost like you're a supervisor for yourself, and just say, "This is the most important thing for you to do. I need you to stick with this." Now, when it comes time to activate it, you're going, "Okay, I got to do this." And you look at number one, you're going, "Oh, really? I don't even <laughs> want to do this." Yeah. But it it really becomes a matter of personal integrity at that point. No, I know this is the most important thing. This is going to make me feel good. Do it. I'm telling you what, on the days that you stick with that, you are going to feel so fulfilled at the end of the day. And if something comes along and sideswipes you and you're not able to get through all six, at least you know you did the most important things. Yeah. That's the key. You control what you can. You just do the best you can with what you can't control. Yeah. And it tends to sort out. But you got to make sure you're doing the most important things first and not the things that are screaming urgent or that somebody walks in and just says, man, we've got to do this now. Well, wait not a minute. Not the reactive things. Yeah. yeah. Be proactive instead of reactive. And if I can help people understand that, that gets you so far down the road instead yeah. of because we're victim of circumstances by our own choosing. Yeah. If you do not plan and schedule how you're going to use your time, somebody will. Really, one thing that also makes me think of is uh, on set specifically, uh, John is actually sitting here next to me as well. Um, and I think you could echo this, but like on set, uh, just planning and scheduling the time on set, it's really just interesting how having a proper plan and executing it, how well the day goes and built, like you're saying, building in that little bit of a buffer yeah. between setups and everything for like lighting, for all that how much it just changes your day. Totally. Because when you've built in maybe an extra 15, 20 minutes per setup, it's crazy just like you're, you, and especially like letting the crew know and telling everyone that's like, you don't have to rush on this. Right. Like things are going to be okay if we take a little bit, we have time for curveballs, don't worry. Yeah. And it's crazy that just how it changes the entire morale of set, I would say. And I think that uh, part of that gets into Brandon, that you've got to create a team culture of how do we how do we view time because I've worked on a lot of different teams and you know as I've gotten older I've gotten pretty opinionated about the way things work yeah. but for good reason I've seen the fruit I know it's not just because this is just my way I just know what's what ends up working good for people yeah and I'm all about people I I want to get stuff done but I don't want to leave a wake of human carnage behind me of stressed out broken people in the yeah. process so I think that there has to be some of these values of how do we handle this? And maybe there are some people who are very spontaneous on the team and maybe don't like to plan. 
And that's okay. It doesn't, it's not about right or wrong, but it is about having these common goals, common language. This is why we do this. And if we get everybody to understand what it means that when we have this time set up to be here, okay, that means that this is, it's, it's not, you know, 8.30 down, you know, we start at 8. Uh, if you get here by 8.30, it'll probably be okay. Yeah. I like to tell the story of uh, after the uh, Clinton administration, um, President Clinton was, and I'm not down in him, I'm just saying it was <laughs> the norm that he, they never started anything on time. Yeah. And the press corps knew that if there was a press conference called, that really didn't have to be there till about 30 to 40 minutes after that time because <laughs> he just wasn't going to get there. Yeah. They created that culture just by what they did. President Bush came in, and he was a by-the-booker man. If, if the press conference is starting at 9 a.m., we're starting whether anybody's there or not. And it threw the whole city, and in, it was a major shock for the first few days, first few weeks, that now the method of operation is we're starting on time and ending on time. Yeah. And again, it's not right or wrong, but I think you get what, you know, what do you want? Yeah. And, and don't, don't apologize for that. Yeah, going off that a little bit, what kind of do you have any tips or anything, anything that you'd speak to that you found really just works in helping communicate that team culture or how to, how to lead like that? I think you have to educate a little bit. So I'll give you an example. I, um, you know, I worked at a camp. We always had large events that were going on, and sometimes lots that of people, in, I'm sure. and lots of people, and sometimes and people that probably weren't always trained, right? Totally. Yeah, a lot of volunteers, and then there were a lot of peers that I worked with um, that weren't necessarily on my team that I supervised, but needed their help. It was uh, all church, everybody on on hand. Let's get this thing done. And they didn't feel, because it was on my site, you know, I felt the burden of getting things done. But we had it, you know, the event was, you know, we would set a deadline and it was always like the day of right up to the hour we had to be done by this. That drives me crazy. But it wasn't something that I had complete control to where I could say, man, I need for your team to get in here and be done by the week, you know, before at this time and stuff like that. So, but it was a repeatable type event that happened every year. Yeah. And really, I just had to kind of cast vision. I, I was really appealing to them. And whenever I would hear them complain about, you know, how this was such a hassle and how, man, we don't know. And now we're work through Thanksgiving just to get here and stuff like that. I says, hey, what do you think if next year... We set this thing back, and we set our deadlines here. Do you think we can all make that commitment? Within a year or two, we got on that same thing. And once we got done about a, about a week in advance of this thing, and everything was buttoned up and ready to go, yeah. people were going, oh, my gosh, this feels so good. And I said, <laughs> man, it really does. Let's do this again next year. Yeah. So I think you kind of got a, a vision cast, and, and even if you don't have total control, of other people, I think once they get a taste of it, yeah, it's like wow, no drama. Yeah, so maybe you know, if people, maybe if you don't have full buy-in at first, still just doing it, just and doing it, letting them experience what it feels like at the end, and and, and going around and pointing it out to them. Yeah, and doesn't this feel good? Here yeah. we are, we're a half hour out from this thing. We're not rushing now. We just need to sit around. We can have a coffee here. Right yeah. now, this is totally different than just being frantic and racing up till the last minute. Yeah. And that feels good. And once you get a taste for that, you don't want to go back. 
Yeah. And it, and it really is repeatable. Yeah, you, you, it's less frustrating, less yeah. stressful, less... You just think ahead. Yeah, I'm sure. And you get to enjoy your time more. Totally. Yeah. That's that's good. Um, As far as I think something everyone struggles with is family work-life balance and like, because really like making time for things that matter. Like that's really what all this time management stuff is about. Totally. It's about getting the things that matter the most done and making sure that there's time for things that matter the most. Um, I think family would hit all of those be probably number one on almost everyone's uh, list. Uh, how would you approach that? Well, now you're speaking my love language because <laughs> that's really what this is. Like I said, when I first got into time management, it was all because I was a young buck in my career and everything was about my job and how do I get more in? How do I do more? Yeah. How do I do it faster? How do I do it better? And I like all that stuff. I like the time and motion and the efficiency and all that stuff. It's kind of a game, you know? But bottom line is you can only do, I don't care how good you get, there's still a limit. There's only so much you can do in, in a day. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized that the most important things, what we're really going to end up with at the end of this, at the end of this game is relationships and with people. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who have accumulated and achieved a lot of things, but they're miserable. And I'm not going to be one of those guys. I've had a great career. I've worked with amazing ministries and great people and been a part of great events. But the thing that I treasure most is the relationship. I can say that I've been married to the same gal for 40 years and we still like each other. <laughs> I mean, we like each other more than we ever have. <laughs> yeah. And I've got five kids who still enjoy hanging out with me. And, you know, I just had to turn off my thing here. I forgot to disconnect my phone. You know, I just had one of my sons buzzing me here wanting to talk. That happens regularly. Well, how good is that? That stuff does not happen, Brandon, uh, just because you want it to. Sadly, it doesn't. Well, it probably doesn't even happen. I'm not speaking from experience, but more from guessing. But, like, it probably doesn't happen with those one-off, oh, let's go get coffee together here and there. It doesn't. It happens with repeatable stuff daily, weekly, week after week, month after month, year after year. That's where the relational gold is built up. I, I'll give the example of this. Um, I set up one time when I had five kids, I, I knew that I needed individual time with them. We had a family night every, every week. We did lots together. We homeschooled our kids so that we were always together. But I needed some one-on-one time. And so <laughs> this tells you where I was at at that time, just thinking I'm Superman. I just thought, okay, I got five kids. I'll meet with one on Monday, one on Tuesday. We'll have an hour, Monday, hour on Tuesday, and I'll just take turns. Well, that lasted till about Wednesday of the first week. And this was just like, this is stupid. It's good intentions, but it's unsustainable. Yeah. So I just said, listen, I can do this one child a week on a rotating basis. And we just called it special time. Okay. Maybe not super creative, but it's what it represented. It was special time. You get to hang out with dad. And we didn't spend any money necessarily. We just hung out. We maybe ran errands. We did what you wanted to do. But they had an hour with me. I'm telling you what, they had to wait five weeks for that time it came around. That made it special. And they yeah. were looking for it. It's not the only time I would have, but it was. Yeah, but it was Undistracted, dedicated, dedicated yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, they would count the days. They look forward to it. And I can look back. It is one of a handful of things that I can look back on right now that I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that's one of the things that's got me where I'm at right now. 
with my kids. And I can't tell you but a couple of those hundreds of special times that we had of what we did on stuff. Now, I've got some journals you can go back and look. The point is, it's not so much of what happens, it's that we were together and that we were talking. And it built up this relational equity. So at the time when they really needed to talk with me, we had that equity. So I can't tell you how many times I would drive into the house after we'd been out running around for an hour, hour and a half or something, just talking about nothing. We've been to the hardware store or something, we're coming back and all of a sudden it's just, hey dad, I was wanting to ask you about, Yeah. or hey dad, I saw this, or heard this guy say this, like, what is, what is that? Oh man, now we're in it. Now we've got another half hour sitting in the driveway, but this is what you want. The doors are open. So, again, yeah, it's not just saying, okay, I know, I, I often say this, this uh, everybody wants quality time. Quality time, the way most people think about it, is a myth. You can't just sit down and just say, you know, I don't have much time with my kids, but by gosh, when, I, when we do, it's going to be quality time. Like, dude, I'm going to carve out 15 minutes with you right now. All right, clock's on, boom, let's go. Let's make this the best. You can't do that. That's like walking into a creative team, you know, thing and just saying, okay, guys, we got 30 minutes to create a world-class, world-changing idea. Boom, let's go. You can't do that. Quality time happens in the context of quantity of time. Mm. So you have got to carve that out. It's in the backdrop of just hanging out that all of a sudden this stuff just happens. Good marriages don't happen because you had a great date once last year. No, it's because you have a great date just time together every week, preferably, just spending time. Yeah. So that's why I say it's these little things that you do daily and weekly. And that's what I encourage people to do. And we sit down and put together a master weekly calendar. We're going to get those big rocks in there first. We're not going to let everybody else decide what's happening. I'm planning my time this next week. And number one, I'm getting some time with myself in the morning. I have some spiritual time. I have some exercise time. But then I'm going to make time for my wife. Daily, we're, we're staying connected. We're going to talk. Weekly, we have a date. I'm going to have one night a week. We're having family time if I've got kids at home. Yeah. Going to, and I still have special time with my kids today, and they're all in their 30s. <laughs> I still meet yeah. with one of them on most weeks, like on Sunday. And some of them, sometimes it's video chat because i got a son who lives out in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. It's still special time with Dad. How good is that? Well, that happened not because I just said, okay, we're going to start this now when you're 18. It started because there was just a lot of little things. And that's what people have to understand. There is this block of time called work. But what are you going to do with the other portion outside of that? Yeah. Where do you want to be 20 years from now? Where do you want to be 30 years from now? When I sit down and coach guys, they're trying to figure out how I can get through next Friday or how I can finish out the year strong or whatever. Most of them are thinking work and I'll help you get there. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm going to teach you some skills and build this vision on the inside of what I'm looking at is where are you going to be 20 years from now? Yeah, work backward from there. Yeah, work backward. What do you, what do you want to be? You still want to be with your wife? You know, yeah. you still want to be with your husband? You still want to, you, what, what kind of relationship we want with your kids, with your grandkids? That starts today. Practically, what does that look like as far as what have you found really works for you? Uh, with like, especially, I guess I had two questions. Like, 
in regards to like with your wife, I know, especially in this industry, yeah, things, uh, time can get sucked up so quickly and you can be away, like, especially in production, you can be away for weeks sometimes yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But then, um, that leads to the second question is like, if something comes up that hurts that plan that you had with your wife, what do you, what, how do you handle that? Making sure couple of options. I mean, if you have a goal and you're just going to say, you know, we're going to get together every Friday night and we're going to have two hours and we're going to do something together that allows for conversation and we're just going to, you know, just have fun together. Yeah. And let's just say that that doesn't work out right now. Well, is there another time that week that you could adjust that and move that to yeah. and alter it? So that's a plus. Always making sure you reschedule. Always making sure. But the cool thing is, is that once you build this into what I call the master calendar, this is the way it's supposed to look like. When you do run up against those things that are unavoidable and you sit down, well, you don't just say, well, I guess we can't do that. No, we're just saying, this is a priority. We're going to reschedule this if possible. And maybe we need to say no to something else because this is priority. Now, if it comes down to where, like you say, you're in a job, you're in an industry where you're gone for a week or two at a time, then I think you need to adjust. The, The key principle here is, you got to stay in touch. Communication is the key for relationships. You just, you got to stay in contact. So fortunately today we can do that in a lot of ways. We can be texting throughout the day, just sweet little nothings and just keeping up with each other. Um, It could be a video chat at the end of the day. It could be that way with your kids too. I mean, most of my coaching is done virtually right now. And I, when I do see them in person, I feel like I just saw them last week and I may not have (laughs) seen them for months, you know? So it, it doesn't take the place completely of yeah. one-on-one, but man, it's, it's, it's great today. I heard something super interesting. It, it honestly might have been some, from something I was listening to of yours, but it was talking about uh, in, not just talking with your spouse or the people that are important, but like taking time to talk about like their feelings and stuff like that. Like that's an important thing. Totally. I think that's personally something I had been missing because I was like, I was making sure I listened to like what my wife was saying, what she was talking about and like taking interest in that. But then I realized I wasn't asking her how she was feeling, what yeah. she was going through. Yep. And it's like, I feel like maybe that's a piece that I, I personally had been missing or is like just taking that consistent time to specifically talk about how are you feeling? Well, you're how right on you? target. How long have you been married? Uh, three years. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're just like every other guy who learns that most of us didn't learn that skill <laughs> you know from a guy's standpoint we talk and just only as much as we have to yeah, exactly and that's what to me i'm just like well i'm listening to what you have to say yeah. and cool that's- so but and you don't have to do this with everybody but if you really want a great relationship with your spouse then especially for guys we need to develop that skill and most of uh years ago i read a book called his needs her needs by christian counselor willard harley and and uh and he found out in all his studies, he said, you know, the, the really, if you're going to want a long-term romantic relationship with your spouse, I mean, 15 years plus, and you still want this thing to be hot and it's doing great and growing and everything like that, you're going to have to have about 15 hours a week of, of undistracted conversation. Okay. So you just did the math. That's over two hours a day. You know what most couples speak today? It's about two or three minutes a day. And most of that is, uh, honey, have you seen my keys? Or would you take the trash out for me? It's all yeah. functional junk. So when you sit down, that's why I encourage a couple to at least get started. You know, find some time. I, we call it couch time. I got it from somebody else. 
but it really, and it doesn't have to be on the couch. It could be anywhere. It could be while you're making dinner or something like that. But at the end of the workday, when you get back together, you're carving out at least 15 to 30 minutes a day to do nothing more than just to decompress. We generally say put the kids in the other room and yeah. let them know this is dad and mom time if that's <laughs> if you got kids on the on the scene. But this is just time. Time to unload. Yeah. Talking about it, it could be big stuff, could be little stuff. I, I was amazed, you know, my wife may be feeling really good. She just got a great sale on grapes that day. And I'm, yeah. you know, at first I'm just going, really, that's what we're talking about? Well... That's what relationships are made up of. Especially you know, for the people that have quality time and totally. especially. Yeah. So you learn on that. But yeah, yeah you got to go deeper than just this is what happened. This is what happened. Okay. So are you good with that? How, what what what'd that feel like? How, how are you about that? Yeah. That's a skill we got to develop. I've gotten better at that. And I've been at it 40 years. Um, so I'm not saying you get there overnight just by deciding that. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it because that's where the real deep relationship comes from is when you're when you're able to talk. Yeah, well, and even thinking about that for applying that to any other relationship in my life, I, I realize it's like the people that I work consistently with, I have the best relationships with. Totally. Because it's, like, it's not like it, we did the most amazing stuff together, yeah. but it's like uh, like my, my first AC that I always work with, I me I just feel like I have like a I, we just I feel like I really know him well but it's like we've done a lot of boring stuff together yeah <laughs> and but it was just, together yeah exactly just spending time that's uh, it and just that that's what builds any relationship really it does just that so, consistent routine so the real takeaway out of there is I mean we could talk a lot about communication skills and things like that and it's a worthwhile subject yeah but you know I think the main thing uh, takeaway today is that we all would agree that's important. But stuff doesn't get done until you calendar it. Yep. You got to put it down. It's like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. It doesn't make it less special. No, it doesn't. It, what it does is it say this is important enough that we need to do this. Yep. So it's not a checklist, an obligation, a thing. It's, it's a priority. And it's saying this is important enough for us. We're worth investing in each other, in our relationship, in our marriage. We're going to take time for that with my kids. Maybe it's somebody else. I mean, maybe you're not married. Maybe you don't have kids, but you have people who are important to you. Yeah. Same principle. If you don't put it down, it's probably not going to get done. Everybody's going to keep saying, yeah, we got to get together. we got to get together. We're going to have to do that one time. Hey, to do this. Well, who's going to call who? It never happens <laughs> unless it's just an accident. Yep. So life is too important to allow those things to just kind of happen on their own be left a chance yeah you yeah. got to make it happen yep. it's more about choices than about chances so yeah that's so, awesome so make the choice kind of wrapping up here uh, i know typically uh you don't like to talk about but like what about like what kind of practical like what apps and stuff and what what tools are you using to do all this just to you know what i, I what i use now you know i've, I've gone completely digital and there's still some good friends of mine that I'd make a point for going back. I still see them pulling out the day timer or the Franklin planner or something yeah. like that. And I laugh, um, not because it's bad or anything. It just strikes me funny that we're <laughs> coming full circle. Yeah. I think you got to use it's, uh, whatever whatever's going to work for you yeah. is the best system. Is there anything you've come across that you like? Uh, well, I, tools? Yeah, I think, the, I think the essential thing is, again, going back to a calendar. You know, if you're an Apple guy, use Apple Calendar. You know, if it's Outlook, great, use Outlook. Um, but you got to have a calendar, I, and you've got to have some process for managing is uh, task management. Yeah. 
and especially you know in the production area everything is is an event it's it's a project so a project is really nothing more than anything that has more than one task yeah that's what a project essentially <laughs> is if, if yeah. it's just a single task it's a task if it's more than that it, okay now we're gone to project yeah so how do you manage those things? You got to have a place. Now my my favorite app is Things. Um, I like it. I'm an Apple guy, so it's cross-platform. It's all synced up. Yeah. iPhone, iPad, desktop, all that stuff, and uh, and I love it. But there's a lot of great ones out there today. It's kind of like exercise. Um, you know, do what you're going to keep doing. Yeah. And if a system works for you, great. Uh, I'm real careful about messing with the system. Um, but that's what I use. So I use my calendar. I use things. And uh, that's the majority of what I do. And then I generally will have, uh, you know, just a, a cloud-based file-keeping thing. I use Evernote, you know. Yeah, those are some great apps. Uh, I know personally, I, I don't know if you've used, like, Todoist. Um, I haven't, but yeah, I've seen it, and I know people who do it yep. and, and love it. I love it. It's, yeah. it's so easy, especially for people that don't have, like, grandmaster plans. Yes. It's like I can just throw it in there, like, real yep. quick yep. as I'm thinking about it, and it goes to, like, an inbox, yes. and then I go through that inbox, like, the night before, the week before. Totally. And I put that on the days that I want those tasks. Well, that way it's like you get it off your mind. And, yep. And that's the important part. As long yeah. as you can assign a day to it, maybe get a reminder, yeah. and it can come up. And then getting back to that daily action list, you bring it up for that day, prioritize. Yeah. So you got to prioritize. It's not enough to have a list. You got to prioritize it. So just kind of wrapping up here, uh, key points, uh, having a plan. Totally. Just having, what do you want to do? You got, it's like Dave Ramsey said, you know, if you're going to have a budget or a spending plan, you got to tell every dollar in advance where it's going to go. Yep. So that's why I say, what do you, what's your week going to look like this week? Ah, I'm just going to make it up as I go. Well, you're probably not going to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Tell the, tell those hours where they're going to go. Yep. Uh, team culture, Ooh. pitching that vision, casting it. Yep. And then uh, I just want to make sure everyone checks out your site. Uh, Thank Kirby you. Anderson.com. Yeah. With Anderson is with an S E N. I'm Danish and proud of it. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. A lot, lot of great free content. Yeah, on what's there. A, what's on there? Anything? But you know, I really write. I've a lot of great uh, great stuff I did over a couple of years, mainly in regard to marriage, parenting, uh, personal development, and health. Health is another thing that I've become very. Uh, it's been very prioritized in my life as I've gotten older, yeah. and uh, feel like I'm healthier now than I've ever been. <laughs> so, some cool. good stuff on there too. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. I guess I have a list of uh, apps to download now. <laughs> yeah, same here. Actually, Notepad, I'm obsessed with. Oh, Notepad, Evernote, all of those. Mm. Yes, please. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty simple. I'm kind of a notes guy myself. Just throw it all on my notes uh, app on, on my computer. <laughs> that just kind of seems to work for me. But yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check out some of the ones that he mentioned. Man, that was a great podcast, though. I think it was, it was definitely something I was trying different a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bring someone that's not in the industry, you know. Uh, yeah, for I think sure. that might be something I will do a little bit more often in the future if uh, if it's well received and enjoyed. And yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone that has that amount and level of experience and wisdom yeah. is 100 percent worth bringing on. And as like freelancers, really, we are. I mean, we're our own business owners, mm-hmm. so it's like all of this business advice, marketing advice, it applies just as much to us 
as it does any other business out there. We're just like one-man businesses. Totally agreed. Let me ask you this. When I was listening through the interview, yeah, he talked a lot about routines and how important routines are. So in my daily life when I'm not working, I have a great routine and I stick to it very well. But as soon as I get on a job and I'm in pre-pro for like five days and then shooting for two, three days, it all goes out the window. Like, what on earth am I supposed to do, you know? So listening to him, I feel like I was able to get a little bit of insight on how to correct that. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely something that, oh gosh, I, I try to keep a routine. Like, I try to go to bed earlier on shoot days and then I wake up early. I try to get my work done in the morning, like 30 minutes to an hour at least where I can... It, it's just crazy. Like if you don't wake up and then go straight to the shoot, mm-hmm. if you give yourself 30 minutes to an hour in the morning, you can just focus. Kind of like sets you, have, you up exactly. for success. Yeah. Yeah. You're not rushing. And it's something that it just, it changes the entire tone for the day. And it's like, you get to focus, get things done that you need to get done before you head out. So you're yeah. not thinking about it the whole day. Like, when I get home, I need to do this, I need to do this. Or if you're gone at, and you're in a different city, yeah, same thing. That makes sense. I think one thing that I've realized and that we're trying to do now, and I say we, I mean me and my wife, is that setting up systems. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something he talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Setting up systems for when I am on set and I won't be home for like 18 hours or I'm out of town. Because our previous routines obviously don't work. So setting up systems (laughs) for, you know, when either of us are traveling a lot. So, oh, yeah. One thing also that I don't talk about enough is I want to thank Brad Knight. Uh, he did the music for the intro and outro of this, all that stuff for the podcast. Uh, and then I also want to thank uh, Jonathan Haggard. Uh, he's helped with mastering, helps with all that stuff. Uh, and I just really appreciate everything going there. Uh, and then don't forget, if you end up needing a Sprinter truck, uh, Shiny Board Rentals, uh, they'll give you 10% off if you go through them and you mention this podcast. Uh, that's something I don't mention enough. I always forget. Yeah, and their uh, their bands are pretty yeah, pretty decked out. Oh yeah, you use their uh, production sprinter a lot, don't you? Yeah, With I do. The, uh, tables, chairs. Yeah, it's, it's basically a wrestling package. Exactly. <laughs> basically, <it's laughs> top of the chairs. line. Anything you need, uh, you got it. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs>